close your eyes. Imagine yourself walking down a narrow basement hallway. From an open door on your right, you hear a strange hum. Inside the room, the walls are painted white and the floor is gray concrete. On the left wall, lit by warm spotlights, are three photographs, each of a woman. You can't see their faces, only the small objects they hold, a bandana, a cross-stitched heart, a photograph of a young couple. As you approach the wall, a voice begins to speak. What my life was before everything happened was that everything was hunky-dory and great, and even though me and my mom, we didn't really have a very good relationship, I've never really had a good relationship with either of my parents. Um, and that's just the way it's always been, and things were going the same as usual. And then it was just kind of, I noticed that my mom had been getting, she hadn't been getting sick, but she had a lot of health implications and there was just, there's a lot of issues and she was spending a lot of time with doctors, which we were all kind of like, why? And it didn't make sense and no one was coming up with conclusions to any of the issues. Welcome to Clock Radio, I'm Stephanie Sparks. When you talk about academic research, you may not immediately think about an art installation. But research is much more than science labs and hard data. Research is about taking what you've learned, thinking deeply about it, and synthesizing something new. And the best research does what art aspires to do. It tells a story. When Natalia Beatty, a fine arts student, began the final project in her intermediate course, which focuses on using new combinations of traditional and digital materials to create installations and emerging art forms, inspiration struck. Hi, I'm Natalia Beatty. So a lot of my family has died from cancer or been recently diagnosed with cancer. So I wanted to do a piece that talks about the journeys of the patients because a lot of people see it as a taboo, like you can't really talk about it. And I wanted to have more of like a conversation with these people and get it more out in the open. Natalia knew her project was going to be audio intensive. So when her prof presented the opportunity to collaborate with students from another program, she grabbed it. So I'm Jeff Lee and I took the Bachelor of Music we're a little bit in a bubble, I find. I think the fine arts program is kind of in the same world where we all kind of just group together with our own people and we don't even see people in other programs. When I saw that there was an opportunity to collaborate with someone outside of the music program, I kind of just jumped on it. That and uh, another friend of mine who took the course a couple of years ago, he was saying that art installations and sound art and stuff like that is a completely different experience and rewarding in a completely different way than, say, you know, having your piece played or playing to an audience. We interviewed um, two survivors and one person whose mom was recently diagnosed with cancer. So we recorded each interviewee. The questions were, what was your life like before cancer touched you? Um, what was it like when you found out about the diagnosis? Were you scared? Why were you scared? How did it change your life? Natalia photographed each woman holding an object that they felt represented their journeys with cancer. So one woman brought in a bandana because she thought it represented her friends and family because they were there when they shaved her head. Another girl brought in a cross-stitched heart that she was working on the day she found out her mom was diagnosed with cancer. Um, and the last lady brought in a picture of her and her husband on Penticton Beach. That was their long-term goal, um, was to buy a retirement home um, or just a beach property. And when she was cured, she was like, we finally did it. We were able to achieve our long-term goal. Natalia's idea was bigger than simply displaying the photographs. She wanted to find a way to let these women tell their own stories with their own voices. 
She wanted to create an experience that felt like having a private conversation. Jeff was left with a challenge, how to use sound design to create an experience that would do justice to the emotional gravity and yet hold the audience's attention while guiding them through the installation. More than the disease and all of the emotions and stuff for me was uh, kind of a bigger message of, of empathy and of communication in the face of discomfort because this is very intimate and kind of an intimidating subject for a lot of people. I decided to make kind of a, a really uncomfortable sounding hum throughout the room, set a, set a sense of uh, ambience, and also have it so that when an audience member would step up to one of the photographs, it would trigger the recording of them playing back and the hum would dim. And so it would kind of be like this encouragement of like, well, you're stepping into this really uncomfortable room, but um, it gets a lot less uncomfortable once you decide to reach out and listen to the person. As you walked from picture to picture, their different recordings would come on. And um, when you weren't up against the picture, there was a really um, loud hum. Um, when you first enter the room, it seems really aggravating. But when you s sit in there for a few hours, it actually almost becomes meditative. We came up with a title called Listen, um, but that title was nowhere to be seen in the installation. Um, so it's interesting to have curious people walk up to this room with like this gross hum emanating you know, from it and then kind of just like figure it out from there. You know, they didn't need a title or anything to kind of be prompted to, to see what was up. And it seemed like most of them left the room getting the message. It's a very different feeling when you're up there and when you're watching someone be up there. Um, when you're up there, it's like the whole world kind of melts around you, I guess. Like this Jeff's sound pushes you towards the picture because that awful hum when you leave is not okay. It seems counterintuitive to enter a room designed to make you feel uncomfortable. In much the same way that people may be uncomfortable to begin a deeply personal conversation with a stranger about their experience with cancer. The sound design and interactivity of this project are as essential to the installation as the photographs and interviews. I think this project would have came out very differently had we let's say not had the sound interactive part and just had a YouTube video that someone would play back and you'd hear the recordings and that was it, you know. Having these recordings uh, triggered the way that they were and also having that uh, sense of ambience looked like it definitely got the message through of having that sense of encouragement and also having that really unsettling atmosphere to begin with. Natalia and Jeff were able to observe their installation's audience. Creating the installation had been an emotionally demanding process, but witnessing other people's experiences with it was something else. When you're watching people go through this, you physically watch them go through those waves of, oh my gosh, that could be me, or that's someone I know, and sometimes they laugh, and then you're like, oh, well, that's kind of cute, you know, and then when they cry, it's like you just want to go up and hug them and tell them it's going to be okay. For Jeff, it was interesting to watch people engaged with the work in a significant way. Natalia was saying that, I don't have the source for this, but typically the average looking time for a painting or something is like three seconds, you said? And, uh, you know, these recordings are massive. Like the last one was 10 minutes long, so total it was like 23 minutes for the whole thing. And there are people that sat through at least one whole recording. And then there were quite a few that sat through all three, which, you know, with that little tidbit in mind that speaks a lot, I think. There was two different type of people that came in. There were the people that would listen and there were the people that didn't 
because they were really uncomfortable. Creating the uncomfortable atmosphere around the installation meant that Jeff had to think beyond simply writing music and to consider programming the technical aspects of the space. There's a webcam perched on top of one of the vents opposite to the wall where the porches are hanging in. So like getting it so that it would trigger properly and things would actually work. We had a lot of trouble with getting recordings to stop or getting it to start on time. Despite the logistical demands of the installation, the most challenging part of the project in many ways was listening to and recording the stories of their subjects. But the hardest part? Not crying during the interviews because <laughs> I had to like hold the recorder right and I had to be really close to them and they were crying because it was so emotional for them and to try not to shake or have like my my sobbing get into the recordings I thought was really difficult. It gets to you and even even during the installation like hearing it a billion times when people are walking in like they don't lose their effect. This project was an opportunity for Natalia and Jeff to grow as artists and academics. Projects like this have really made me grow. Um, it, I've kind of grown to realize what art can be instead of just a drawing that someone hangs on someone's wall. It's not just a 2D surface that's something to look pretty, it's something to think about. And I'm gonna use those kind of ideas, I think, in the rest of my life. I think it's a good way to finish off my university career. I could kind of digest everything that I've learned in the last four years, and I think with this installation and what went into this installation and the learning process kind of let me use all of the knowledge that I had prior to it in a way that I guess really just glued it all together and made it coherent and I feel like I've, you know, I'm leaving this building on a really good, wholesome note. But it is the collaborative nature of Natalia and Jeff's project that makes this installation truly fascinating. Before I came to art school, it was, I'm going to use pencil on paper or paint on canvas and there's no intermingling. And now with Intermedia, it's like, you can have sound with photographs and all these kind of interlinking ideas and that's okay. And in fact, the idea of this intermingling actually makes work way stronger than just singular ideas. I think along the same lines, um, going into school thinking that music was just, were just notes, you know. It kind of took a long time of getting used to from our composition professor telling us sound is music too, right? Even in our compositions, which are mostly like putting notes on a paper, he was always saying like, find sounds that you like for the sake of sake of how they sound, as opposed to whether or not they, they work theoretically. And how did Jeff and Natalia do on their project? They were just starting to get their grades back when we sat down with them. We haven't been graded yet. I have been graded, I got a good grade. You, you got graded? Yeah. What'd you get? Uh, I think it was an A plus. A, yeah, A plus, that was it. Clock Radio is a production of McEwen University. Alumnus Doug Hoyer wrote the theme music. The episode was produced by Tyler Butler. Research can take many different forms. Read about how far research has taken our students and alumni in this month's long-form story. Visit mcewen.ca curiosity. If you enjoyed this episode, leave us a review on iTunes or tell a friend about this podcast. We'll be back next month with a new episode.